Hey, folks, it's the Buckeye Blitz. I'm Tito Jeff Fedoff. I am at Fit Happens on Twitter. Thanks so much for tuning in. Support for the show, Boston Grab Manscaped. The best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision engineered for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Over 4 million men worldwide have trusted Manscaped. And I've got an exclusive offer for you. For listeners of this podcast, go to manscaped.com. Enter Tito20 as your code. Uh, promo code, you have a free shipping worldwide and 20% off your first order. The Performance Package 4.0 is a game changer. Um, you get the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer and uh, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold all of it together. I'm telling you, this stuff works. It's great. It's got a light on it. It's waterproof, uh, the uh, the lawnmower is, so you can use it in the shower uh, which reduces the mess, obviously. And I'm telling you, um, Manscaped.com has perfected this. They are the leaders in this industry. They're the ones to go with, the ones you can trust. Um, don't go with any knockoffs. You will not be happy with the knockoffs. Manscaped.com, code TITO20, gets you 20% off. Go there and do it. Look at their products. And again, the uh, Performance Package 4.0 is the way to go. I received mine in the mail, and um, I'm quite pleased with it, and so will the significant other or others in your life. They will also be pleased with it as well. So, um, Ohio State football news. The uh, the top the top two four sevens number one recruit in the class of 2024, a five star quarterback, uh, Dylan Rayola out of Arizona, has um, committed to Ohio State. He's entering his junior season. He's um, out in Arizona right now, but um, he made that choice, made it public before his junior season starts. He chose Ohio State over uh, Georgia, Alabama, USC, uh, Texas, Oregon, all in on him as well. And what's interesting is he's he's in a new school this year. He played. Um, he's a, he's six three, two hundred twenty pounds, and again he's the number one quarterback in the country. And uh, he played in Texas uh, with uh, John Kitna. You remember him, the former quarterback for uh, the Bengals in Seattle. He uh, played there as a sophomore. He threw for over 3,200 yards and 42 touchdowns, and now he's moved to Arizona, um, Chandler, Arizona, to be precise. But like I say, he's 6'3", 220, and uh, part of the 2024 class. Now, it's great to be excited about it. I think it's, you know, Ryan Day has shown that Ohio State can go out and get the best quarterbacks in the country. But keep in mind now, that doesn't mean he's going to stay here. We saw what happened with Quinn Ewers, who came here, uh, you know, as the number one quarterback in the country, and then left after really less than one full calendar year. Went back to Texas, where he's going to probably be the starting quarterback this year. But with the way that Ryan Day and the Ohio State staff is able to recruit these quarterbacks, there's no way they're all going to stay. Eventually, playing time thing is going to be an issue. And you know, C.J. Stroud's here now, but they've got a crowded quarterback room with all these guys coming in, and guys will leave, and that's okay as long as the best one stays here. As long as the one that deserves to start because he's shown he's the best quarterback of the group stays here. That's wonderful. This just gives Ohio State the best shot at getting the best quarterback out there uh, to stick around for a couple of years and three years in some of these cases. You know, if you can get a guy to stay for two or three years who's a top quarterback prospect, that's wonderful. So um, it's it's smart for a quarterback, much like a receiver. It's smart for a top receiver to come here as well and uh, get in that receiver room. We saw what's happened with, um, you know, guys that have left here and gone on to be successful elsewhere as wide receivers after being in this room with Ohio State guys. And, um, you know, so it's not – I'm not saying he's going to leave eventually, but eventually some of these five-star guys and four-star guys that come in, they will leave. They'll go somewhere else because they'll have a better chance of playing time somewhere else 
But the competition, if you get the best in the country competing against each other, that's a great thing for the program. So it's a huge gift for Ohio State. We'll see if he sticks around and fulfills all that. But, you know, he's only going into his junior season. So he's got a lot of growth, a lot of time left to improve. But uh, nonetheless, when you get the top quarterback in a certain recruiting class to commit to your school, it's a good thing. The NBA Combine, by the way, uh, coming up May 18th to 20th. There are 12 Big Ten players invited in there, including two from Ohio State, of course, Malachi Branham, A.J. Liddell. Um, Branham, you know, he, he's got a chance to improve his stock here going to this um, NBA Combine. He's 6'5", 180. Uh, this past year, he averaged 13.7 points, 3.6 rebounds, shot almost 42% from three, and uh, really turned it on as the season went on. Uh, when the second half of the season, he was even better and became a more confident and dynamic scorer. Now, what I like about him is uh, his ability to score at three different levels. He can, and he's a he's a decent defender, but he can score at three levels. And I think that if he has a good combine, really shows well there, he's got a chance to sneak into the lottery, um, which would be huge for him. And uh, you know, EJ Liddell, he's six seven two forty, where he's listed at. Um, he improved. What I love about EJ Liddell is that he improved every year. And from last year to the current year, you know, he really worked on his shooting. He worked on his outside game and um, was a phenomenal player, a great shot blocker, too, for his size. So he's in a weird size, the 6'7, 240. Um, he, you know, he's not big enough to be a, a true post player. And he's probably not good enough to be like a small forward. But he is a. Because of he, he plays bigger than he is, and so that will help him out when he gets to the next level. I think he'll be a top 20 to 25 pick is where he will go. I think Bram might be, like I say, Bram could sneak into the lottery, um, which is what I like about him, but as far as his uh, where he'll be potentially drafted. Liddell, Bram, though, will both go in the first round. They'll both be gone by pick 25, I have to believe. Um, but uh, Bram's going to be a dynamic player in the NBA. I said dynamic too many times now, but he is. Uh, switching over to uh, other sports on the Ohio State docket, the Ohio State women, they were uh, seeded sixth in the Big Ten tournament. They have now advanced to the semifinals. They beat Purdue um, in the opening round, eight to nothing in a six inning game. And then they also, today then, um, on Thursday afternoon, I should say, they knocked off, uh, they beat Illinois, the third seeded team, five to one. The tournament's being played in East Lansing. Ohio State now goes to um, the semifinals. They'll take on number two seed Nebraska, and that will be on Friday afternoon. So the Buckeyes have a chance there. Lexi Hanley's been a great pitcher for Ohio State so far in this tournament. Um, had a couple of great games in a row. The ACC is doing something interesting, and uh, we'll see if it goes through and if it does, how it affects other conferences, including the Big Ten. Now, uh, we'll, let me set it up this way. that the, for the, the NCAA has required conferences that don't have separate divisions. If they just have one, one straight conference, not two divisions or not separated by divisions, in football, then they said you have to play a full round-robin schedule to hold a championship game. Um, the Big 12 famously is, you know, they don't have 12 teams anymore, but they went through that uh, since 2017. They had to do that. They have one division only and had to play a full round-robin schedule, and then they took their top two teams to play in a conference championship game. So the, they may relax that now, which is what I think the NCAA is leaning towards doing is relaxing that. And what they essentially what's going to happen at some point is they will let the conferences, I think, determine who their champion is. Um, and there's that's smart on one level because each conference wants to have ultimately they want their best team to go if they can qualify for the 
the Coswell playoff. Um, there's not a it's not locked in that you have to send your conference champion. What essentially will happen is the best team can go to the CFP or the best team can be called the champion. Uh, what the ACC is going to do and what they're leaning towards, I guess I should say, is getting rid of divisions and having what they're calling a 3-5-5 format. There's 14 teams in the ACC. And what that means is that they will have no divisions, just a straight 14-team conference. And there's three games you'll play every year against your rivals. No matter what, those three three games every year are locked into your schedule. You'll play the five of the other teams one year and then five the next year. So every within every three years, you will play everybody in the conference. Um, in some capacity, you know, obviously some home and home stuff will go away with that, where you may be a few years before you go to another school to play on the road. But the three-five-five format is what they're looking at in the ACC and having their top two teams play for the conference championship. Now, I, I think that's interesting. I like that. Um, in the Big Ten, the problem with that is I I don't ultimately want to see Ohio State and Michigan have to play each other in consecutive weeks, just simply because it makes that second game a lot more important than the first. So, you know, it, it's, I, I'd like the idea of Ohio State, Michigan being the ones to decide the conference championship. Yes, I love that. I think it's a great idea. Uh, we used to have the legends and leaders, you know, Ohio State on one side, Michigan on the other. They would still play at the end of the season. They could still play again in the conference championship. I, I want them to play for the championship, have that be on the line when they play, but I don't want them to play two weeks in a row. That's my concern with that. But, it's a weird dynamic in the Big Ten because the East has dominated the West um, so far since the Big Ten went to those two divisions, East and West. And, uh, you know, the East, there's been so many, there's been some blowouts in there. But a lot of the, most of the time, the East has won that, that conference championship game. I think almost every year now they have. But um, so I, I don't know the way to, to solve that dilemma in the Big Ten because, like I said, I don't want Ohio State and Michigan playing in consecutive weeks only because. If Ohio State wins the first one and loses the second one, or vice versa, Michigan wins the first one and Ohio State wins the second one, ultimately the team that wins the second one is going to be the one who may be able to advance to the CFP or to the better of the bowl games, be it the Rose Bowl or whatever, um, however it plays out in a particular year. So although I think the ACC's model is interesting, I think it's uh, it'll it'll work in the ACC. I just I want to find a way in the Big Ten to make sure that when Ohio State and Michigan play, that's the only time they're playing. And I don't know if it's going to be possible. It's probably a pipe dream for me to think that could be the case. But um, college football, the, the landscape is changing so much. We'll see what happens. We have a media rights deal coming up again. And, you know, there's talk about conferences going to no divisions, just a straight, almost like what the ACC is doing. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, but um, interesting time in college football. And, again, we're creeping up on the uh, Ohio State-Notre Dame game on September 3rd. Buckeyes uh, – Opened up as 10.5-point favorites in some sports books. I was out in Vegas. I saw it. I see it now. It's going to happen in a lot of places. I love Ohio State to cover both of those spreads. Um, I think they can beat Notre Dame rather handily. Notre Dame's got a lot of – look, they a younger team coming into the uh, horseshoe for their first game of the year as well under a new head coach. And Ohio State is so loaded with experience all around and talent all around. I think Ohio State will beat Notre Dame rather easily. All right, that's it. Go to Manscaped.com. Code Tito20. Um, you get free shipping worldwide, 20% off. I'm telling you, you won't regret it. Manscaped.com. Uh, they are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. And uh, go there, get their the, get lawnmower 4.0, the performance package 4.0. Uh, come out on the web there. Keto20 uh, gets you free shipping worldwide, 20% off. And uh, follow me on Twitter at That Happens. That's it for this edition of the Buckeye Blitz. Have a great night.